Hey, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest, and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. I'm your host, Maggie, and today we have my very dear friend, Josephine Yap, who's also the founder of Fondest, a local clothing brand that's loved by many, to share about her journey as a content creator and now an entrepreneur. Now, we talked about the struggles of her social anxiety, burnout, and ultimately her journey with Fondest. I hope you enjoy this one. Let's get started. guys welcome back to a brand new episode today we are head over heels for this woman and her brand it's josephine yap hi maggie <laughs> hi everyone hi okay i know i know that um you are more of a shy girl and i just want to say thank you for saying yes to coming on a show i'm really glad to be here yeah i got I, so much to say also i know i mean the whole intention of bringing josephine here really is to talk about her journey, I think by now, most of you already know about her brand Fondes, which we will talk about later. But of course, I think ultimately it's really that farewell Fondes episode that has just passed, right? You just finished your pop-up like last month. I think by the time this episode is out, it's already July. Yeah. So when did it end? Um, I think June 25th. That was but the last one. we're month. not really like, yeah. It's like the last pop-up, but mm. operation-wise, it's still ongoing still until ongoing. July. Till the end of July. So mm. you guys can still go check out the um, collection. I think whatever she's wearing right now is like the the outfit that I see everywhere in town right now, babe. The really? corset. Yeah, I see the can corset everywhere. Okay, I'll send you a picture the next time. I see Randomly. like, I go one with Tama, I see people wearing. I go mid-valley, I see at least one corset. I go this event, I see at least one person But I think it's usually like friends. Well, yeah, I do see like non-friends like people oh, really? who I don't know wearing it so well, I never get to see that one and you go shopping <laughs> you know why you're more. in your office too much you're working too much you're not out yeah that's probably why I need to go out shopping more just start sitting then like. <laughs> anyway Josephine I think um we would love to get to know you I think this is something that um I've wanted to do for a long time I feel like I know you but I don't really know you you know like um do you remember when we first met <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I still don't remember. I was trying to. Okay. I was trying to recall, and I think it. We started really actually having conversation when we were doing the movie together yeah. by my side. Yeah. So Josephine and I were starring in one of the movie uh, by Jenny Boy TV like years Very ago. So cringe. It's now on Netflix. Do you know? No, you know. <laughs> so I tagged everyone, and everyone was like, "What? It's now on Netflix!" Like. Our worst nightmare, right? Because we are so cringe looking yeah. at ourselves. Now the whole world can see. But anyway, yeah, I think that was our very first time uh, actually having conversation. And after that, you kind of like quiet down a little bit and then you started Fondest. Yeah. So tell me about you. Like, um, what's your childhood like? Childhood? Yeah, let's go back in time first. Wow. How were you like growing up? I think in secondary there was two phases. One phase where I was very rebellious. Mm -hmm. Very naughty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My parents, I'd be my parents, man. Um, but after that, I became very, very quiet. Like, super quiet. And then I went through another... I think my family all, we went through something and then I became very quiet from that onwards. Yeah. I think when you say quiet, you just don't really speak a lot. You just let, you, you, I think you're a very good listener. You rather observe and listen than to just say something. Yeah. In situations. Right? Yeah. Back then, I think right. now maybe I'm more like open. Mm -hmm. um, back then, I usually, I think if I still have a choice, I still prefer to like just sit quietly and just quietly. observe. Yeah. So I can save the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and think you are one um the energy saver kind of person, right? Yeah. I'm I'm the one who gives everything and by the time by the end of any conversation I'm so drained, I'm tired because I give my all. But like I think maybe you're a little bit of the opposite. Yeah. So I think because you're also a social media personality, a content creator, which means you need to put yourself out there. Mm. Before you became one, how how did it start? Like oh how did God. it even start? Can you like it's walk so us bad, through? Maggie, like I Okay, one thing I really appreciate about... Because my one is kind of like luck. I would really say that how yeah. I got on was pure luck. How? Oh. 
I didn't really work hard like everyone else. You know how people have the intention to be, uh, I think what they call it now is influencers. Yeah, but let's just say content creator. Yeah, content okay. creator. Mm-hmm. So um, they really work hard. They put in so much time and effort mm-hmm. to to build something up, and mm-hmm. some of them never really get to like um, hit the peak. But I was very lucky that um, Ruben was the one who kept asking me to join their video because they needed a girl. And I was working as a barista, like part time oh, for him. Which, yeah. which cafe? Uh, Morningwood for Marion and they they opened the cafe together then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was in Subang, correct? Yes. So okay. I was working there part time, and for six months, I think, or more than that, like maybe about five to six months, Ruben kept asking me to like, um, to just act in Jin's video. He even brought Jin to meet me and interview me with a camera. I was like, no, I don't do this kind of thing. <laughs> It's so not me. And yeah, but then like, I went on to study, um, continue my degree because yeah. I was supposed to study psychology, which is what I initially wanted to. But um, I chickened out three weeks before I was supposed to fly to UK. So like, why? What happened? Um, I think it's a fear of um, leaving home. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so I just like, nope, okay. not flying off. And okay. then... Yeah, then um, I supposed to wait for another year to study psychology, but it's like one whole year. And my mom kept telling me she don't think, mm, out of love, like, she don't recommend me to study psychology because she felt like my family history has a lot of um, genetics. We have like more prone to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she don't think like, I should understand you so deep level and stuff. Just an advice. All Eventually, right. I felt like, you know, I should listen to my mom because they know what's best most of the time. Um. Then I proceed on to just just getting a degree. So I get a paper. So what did you end up studying? Um, international business ah, and right. marketing. Okay. Yeah, but my dad was very like... My dad is so sweet. He knows that I won't... He knows that my my real passion since day one was fashion. Mm. Yeah, but I didn't... I did a diploma in business because I didn't want to do fashion. Yeah. I felt like it's not profitable. It's not sustainable. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, at the age of 20 or 21, I went on taking a degree. Six weeks later, I told my dad, but I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I really felt so, so bad. So that's when I told myself, like, you know what? I'm going to like, I'm going to do, I'm going to try my best to earn back whatever yeah. and pay back my dad, that kind of thing. So I called Ruben. <laughs> I call you. Do you still need a girl? It's like damn random one. Like, I'll try. I'll try acting in one of your videos. I was right. so bad at it. Like the first video was so bad. Second video was so bad. Even like you know makeup all yeah. this. I didn't know how to really. Use. Yeah, so I use sunblock, and it's like so reflective with the light. Oh right? my god! It's like very bad one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then like um, it was so bad, and then yeah, the third video just blew up. Like which was the which was the video that blew up? Do you remember? Yeah, the one with um. Was it in the university scene yes. where you walk in as in a hoodie? I remember watching that one. Something changed. Something changed me. I can't remember also the name. It's okay. We will go back and check. I'm so sure those of you guys watching know exactly no, which video she's talking cringe. about. <laughs> you know what? We always feel cringe looking at ourselves because we are so self-critical, right? But you you were fine. Honestly. No, not that bad. Leh. No, that bad. No lah. <laughs> like now, if anytime I look back at anything that I did before, just like, oh, damn cringe. Yeah, okay. Fair. That's super valid point. Yeah. But so, meaning, you went back to Ruben's offer much later, despite the consistent persuasiveness and consistent ask from them, right? To yeah. be in their video. Yeah. Did you regret? Joining that. Yeah, because that changed your life. No, it taught me so much. Like, yeah. I became a bit more extrovert and comfortable. Mm. So I used to be very awkward. Like, you know, like, girls when they go cafe, yeah. you just sit down and like, people, your friends will just take a picture or like take a picture together. One picture is the max I'll go, man. Like, one picture really? with my group of friends, that's it. Because I feel like very like awkward. Like, why am I? Like, you know, keep taking pictures. Oh it was God. very... And my best friend helped me a lot with this. Like, when I start... Like when I started, you know, doing clients stuff, right? So my best friend was just like, just do it. Don't care what other people think thinks about you. Just do it. Yeah. Like you're getting paid, right? This is a job, so just do it. Right. And she have to constantly brainwash me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like your journey is so different from many others. As I guess I can only compare it with mine. Like mine also came um, 
by chance. But I think for you, it was also by chance. But like you were also struggling to take it on because of your your Actually, your own nature. You seeing your journey? How was your journey like? Uh, I think mine's different. I was in radio, and then Instagram became a thing, and then you know my bosses just started telling me, started giving me KPI. That okay, by the end of this year, you should have X amount of followers because we need to we need to push you guys for clients as radio announcers at the time. So then I have to like, oh, so I don't have to just talk on radio anymore. I have to also do content now. All right, Instagram, sure, let me figure this out. So slowly, slowly, I learned how to do content, but it was never really my first passion. I feel like it's a lot of work, lah. Yeah, Instagram is a lot of work. Actually, everything. Everything, everything is. Yeah. So, but I think for me, I've always been quite of an intro- extrovert. So that's not a big issue You're for me. You're trying to be that. Yeah. So <laughs> what what do you think has changed since um, you started until now? I used to be very, very timid. Yeah. Like very. Like, timid yeah. because you're scared or timid or because you feel like whatever you say, people may not take you seriously or what, what, what was... What I think I'm constantly afraid of um, getting judged back then. Like, even when I know what I'm doing, it's right. I'll still feel like, better not voice it, don't draw any attention. It's best to keep yourself, like, you know, down low. Yeah, okay. I can't help but notice this thing that you said, right? I had to do some research about you, Josephine, because <laughs> you were coming on the show. And I realised you didn't do a lot of interviews. You were very... Uh, particular you chose your interviews um, I think I only, I'm only like especially like something like this recording yeah. usually has to be with someone that I'm really familiar with you're comfortable right yeah. so thanks for coming on but this was something that you said um, in one of your interviews this was I think with Bureau um, do you mind me reading out for you okay I don't know if you remember you said this <laughs> so it says but I oh but I have always felt a strong conflict in being a social media personality I do believe in pushing myself out of my comfort zone in order to grow. But after four to five years, I still felt like what I was doing simply wasn't right. So my question is, what wasn't right? Because I felt like you wow. were doing so well. I think you blew up and then your following went up. You have like over 200,000 followers and we all know how valuable it is in, in the industry, yeah. right? To have that amount of following. But like, like... It's so interesting for me to know that internally you were also so conflicted. So what, what wasn't right for you? Like what didn't feel right? I think many things didn't feel right at the start, but eventually I could adjust and change my mind, like perspective about it. But the one that made me felt like it was very, like until, until now, I still feel it, mm. was... um. You can just share. You know that, we all know that Instagram is just the best version of yourself. And we know that whatever we upload is what we choose to upload. But for, and I know like a lot of people say that, I'm pretty sure they're aware. Yeah, they're aware. But sometimes when you're in a very bad mental state, you will just notice, you will see your friend's stories or like whoever, like whoever you follow. And you'll just see like everyone's life look like it's so, fun and so good it might not be you know that it, they are not they are probably just posting what they're happy with but it affects you and you feel more lonely and I think with that I constantly have that conflict where I'm making Instagram so polished and um it's just like it makes me feel really weird when I upload things especially when it's not an ad yeah. Like, you know, you have to be genuine online. Yeah. But it's very hard for me to, like, be genuine. Right. Yeah. I think yeah, I struggle with that a lot. Putting a part of you online that will you know will be there forever and you know people will have an opinion of and you know people will have something to say about whether or not it's good or bad, it's scary. And on top of, you know, how how it was for you already, your starting point, you already had to struggle with like your social anxiety and like the fear of being judged. It's even harder. I can only imagine. Yeah, but yeah. I think also a sense of guilt though. When when like you show your lifestyle and sometimes it worries me that people think that like they need to have this also in order to be that. And I think there is a lot of conflict in that sense where I feel like that responsibility is so heavy. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm pretty sure you experienced this also. For sure. Um, yeah. Whether how frequent, I'm I'm sure actually all content creators go through a bit of this. Some are stronger, some are lesser. So it's not really that easy for everyone. Yeah. And, and I think you also mentioned that you took a break from being a content creator, did you? Mm. To start Fondest. Yeah. So before we talk about Fondest, I kind of want to touch on this for a little bit. Oh, I didn't really take a break. Um, I think I took a... Last year? Uh-huh. Maybe like, I kind of like really just like... Let cut go. it. Yeah. Cut it, not even a break. Uh, not really cut it. Like whatever that I've signed on, I'll just continue finishing. And those brands that I genuinely love and um, or have good relationship with, mm-hmm. then I will continue working with them. But I will not take on anything new. Right. Yeah. And why is why, what made you make that decision? Because um, we all know that social media these days can pay. You can make a career out of it. But yeah. you chose not to do that despite already having the foundation laid for you. I think having a lot of conflict. So, mm, like, so what we mentioned Yeah, every time when that. I do, like, I'll feel guilty mm. and doesn't serve me right. And when I'm working on Fondus, I feel more... Fulfilled? Yeah, I feel more fulfilled. Yeah. Even though it's harder, but I feel like... Mm, I like that. So in one of your interview with Joseph Germani in 2017... <laughs> <laughs> she brought this up just I now. Really <laughs> like, oh. He asked you, what was your childhood dream? And you said... Do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah. yeah you I remember what you said? Oh, my God, I remember you this. You remember what you said? Uh, yeah. Yes. She said fashion designer. Yeah, since I was like very young. Yeah. You see how your li- your eyes just lit up when I say fashion designer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do you guys did you guys see the difference? So tell me, like, where where was your love with fashion? Where did it come from? And like who was your influence growing up? Because it has to come from somewhere, right? There's no influence, you know. Really? My mom told me she got very annoyed <laughs> when she she always say this to a lot of people, how she thought like when she have a daughter, mm. she'll be able to like... Dress her up. Yeah, dress her mm. up, wear matching outfit. Yeah. But she said, before I turned two, I was very like naughty already. I'll go <laughs> to my own thing and I'll, I'll take out what she put it put on me, yeah. like close to two years old. And then she, I will pick uh, clothes. Like yeah, I'll dress do, yourself up. Yeah, I'll dress myself up. At <laughs> <laughs> like, two years old. Girl, you're born with it. I love it. Um... So yeah, so from your love for fashion since you were like, basically since you were born mm-hmm. till I think that just never left you. Because I, t- I can tell and I can see through all your interviews, that's that one consistent thing that you keep mentioning, you keep bringing up, your love for fashion, your love for fashion. So tell us about Fondest. Um, so to those of you guys who may not know, but I'm pretty sure most of you do, um, Fondas is a brand that's all about figure-friendly fits for your beautiful curves. And you guys are very passionate about minimizing waste as well. Because we all know fast fashion, the amount of waste yeah. um, that it can create. and you know. Um, so yes, tell us about Fondest. Um, I think I started Fondas around 20, 2019 actually. The, the ideation started 2019. No, I actually started 2019. But not a lot of people know about this because I was doing um, content creator yeah. like full-time. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in one of Samsung launch mm-hmm. on around August. The event. Yeah, and I was very busy. But that was my launch date also. So I launched it and I wanted to like just try mm-hmm. to tap in another country and not using like any Your of name. mine. Yeah, to see how it works. Um, but yeah... Um, I realized eventually I'm, I only could do one collection and that's it. It stopped there because I get very caught up. Um, just one person is not possible. I need like to build it properly. Then MCO. So I, I think around January 2020, to myself like I'm going to do it this year. Yeah. Pandemic came. It was like a perfect time because like, not really perfect. Uh. There was a lot of anxiety. <laughs> For sure. Because like the stock was placed already, right? But then like, um, yeah, it gave me a lot of time to really go in depth and think about what I want to do with it and how frequent should I launch it. Because production takes about six months. Per collection. You. Yeah. Um, six months is healthy, but minimum, the bare minimum is four months. If you want to stress yourself out, yeah. then four <laughs> months you have to already draw a design in sampling yeah. and keep chasing your manufacturer yeah. for the production stocks. 
Yeah, you'll stress everyone out if you want to do it in four months. <laughs> so what's your timeline? Six months usually? I think, yeah, five months. And who designs everything? Um, I would say me and my assistant. Wow. At the start was me, but um, last year, mid of last year, I hired an assistant. Um, sometimes she helped me find like trend research because yes. we started doing every month. Yeah. yeah. She'll look at trend research and eventually she'll look at how fast something goes out. Mm. And we kind of like um, recreate something from there and... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny because you brought it up. The first time I ever heard of Fondus wasn't from you. Really? No. I heard really? of Fondus as a standalone brand that I didn't know ooh, who founded this brand actually. Quite cool and quite nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, at that time, I was kind of dabbling into thinking, okay, maybe I should. I wanted, I've always wanted to start my own like body wear bodysuit and all that okay mm-hmm. now that the idea is out I don't know like, if I ever do it but like that's when I started doing research as well and then Fondus was one of the brand like that popped up I'm like wow this brand's got really solid direction I felt and I, I really liked the name and then at the time it was only a first few pieces there was not a lot I think once of then the following also not a lot yet on Instagram I think you guys were just starting out I think and it's I, around the 2019 correct correct mm. it was around that time and that was when I first heard of Fondest it was not from you and then I think later on mm. only you kind of like revealed that yes it's your brand yeah yeah was that scary to like tell people hey this is what I'm doing now or like that was something oh. you've always wanted to do I think I get like um, usually I get covered like how do I say nervous or scared and then excitement mm. <laughs> no I get that um, but yeah of course unfortunately you also recently announced that the brand will be taking a break. Yeah. Um, the collection that you're wearing right now is yep. the final Farewell Fondas collection. And like you said, um, the pop-up ended already last month, but it will continue on for the rest of July. And then after that, we'll be taking, uh, it'll be a goodbye indefinitely. Mm. Right? Not really. No, really? Oh, no. Hey, wait. Um, you do know that we're actually taking a break. So it's like not a complete goodbye, right? Yes, correct. I know yeah, that. So but my goal is, right? Yeah. For now. Yeah. Yeah. So like my goal is to hopefully um, be able to find people that are interested to take on the current stocks that I have. Because hey. I don't want to devalue the brand. For sure. And like the price that we already set. Yes. So these are like the final price. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at if there's anyone keen to put in their store. And yeah, I'll just leave it there and then okay. take a certain cut. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you're okay. So let me get this right. You are not closing the brand. No. Yeah, that one I know because you only said that this is our last collection for now. People misunderstood though. Yes, actually I misunderstood as well. Yeah. Which is why I think we got you on this podcast to clear the air once and for all because I know you're tired telling people one by one. Yeah. Everyone asked me the same question. Yeah, everybody's been spamming Josephine asking her about why did you... In person also. Yeah, in person. And why are you ending the brand? Why are you ending the brand? I guess even I got confused. So... Let's be clear, guys. She's not closing Fondest, but yeah. that is just the final collection for now because why? Are you burnt out? Are you tired? Um, at first, I was very burnt out. So Marion actually was the first person to help me break down because I told Marion I want to close everything down. <laughs> <laughs> like during Chinese Year, you know, like that collection yes. was with her. Yes. Yeah, so I told her like we had a meal and I was like, actually, after this, like, don't worry. I kept telling my friends. So I think two to three of my closest friends like, don't worry. I've made a decision. I'm okay. I'm mm. going to close Fondas down. You don't react, okay? Don't react. Oh. <laughs> like that. Okay. I'm like crazy. Yeah. And like all of them consistently told me like, you're not thinking straight. Like, right. um, I think you really need to think through this. And I'm like, no, I'm really okay. I feel like it's the best. And it's time to move on. And um, eventually, like after one month-ish that sat in, I was like, one day I just like, I can't. I started breaking down. And like, um, yeah, I even called Adele to talk to Adele, like very random. And Adele also helped me realize that you really just need to take a break. Like it's okay to take a break. And yeah, that really made me realize how much I love doing and working on Fondus. Yeah. And I really don't want to like just put it down. I just need a break to yeah. like restructure things. Right. And... I mean, talking about your burnout, when was your last break? (laughs) I 
think around November, I had quite a good break. Okay. I would say. Did that help? Um, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did a bit. So how do you cope every time when you, let's say you can't take a break, but you know you have so much on your plate. How do you cope? Wait, let me like clarify this. Whenever we say break, right? I'm pretty sure Maggie, you're on the same page. Yeah. Your break is never like... I think a lot of people misunderstand taking a break is like your mind just completely go off work. There's no such thing. I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're always constantly thinking about what's next. And I think having a break for us means like just being able to like not be every minute thinking about it, every minute working on it, every minute sitting on a chair. Yes, correct. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, So November, I had that. And And you were in Japan? Oh, Japan was March. Oh, okay. So this was after I told my girls, already. Right. Yeah. Okay. Early March, I told my girls. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, with with burnout, with struggle, we, we want to know, like, what's your biggest challenge running Fondus that led you to come to this decision today? Like, really, what is the hardest thing? I think you talk about being, it, it being difficult, but I kind of want to know details if you can share. How hard yes. is it? So you have like um, marketing, mm-hmm. advertising, product design, all these different things that you need to look after. And it's really not possible doing it alone. You need a strong team member or a partner with still a couple of strong team members would be nice yeah. um, to really run things efficiently. Or else like my, I think what hit me was org around August, I think. Last year? Yeah, last year. Because um, my dad matters most to me. Yeah. And like, my whole life, I would say my goal, I hope my dad don't watch this. <laughs> like, my <laughs> whole life, gone. my goal is to like, really um, give my dad the best. Because he gave me the best. I really feel like, in every situation, my dad can give me a hundred and, like 101, he'll give it to me for sure. Yeah. And like, um, I think that's my goal. I want to give him even more than what he gave me, which is quite tough, lah, but a good life, um, you mean? Yeah. Mm. So I think um August he texts one one day he did text me in the morning. And my message gets so swamped that I didn't even see his message. And I think around six each like evening, he called me as like like texted you since morning the whole day. Like and I think he might have texted me twice and I didn't even this message I didn't even see it like oh. it's not even I saw it then didn't reply yeah I didn't even see it that is just like it just hit me a bit long I think I like, broke down a bit after that um but then it came another time like uh, my mom right before I left home she was like I don't know I just saw she was like pressing her hand yeah it's just like normal la. like yeah. sometimes I do that a lot actually because like our body saw ma. then um Later on, I found out she um, she went to the hospital because she thought she might have a stroke. And it was just like, I think two hours-ish, I saw my... Because I have my dad's location. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I saw my dad um, is in the hospital. I was like, why are you in the hospital? It's like, oh, he brought my mom to the hospital because my mom felt like his, her hand went numb and she might get a stroke or something. She was worried. It just made me feel like, wow, my mom saw me you know, leaving home. The hospital is in Subang. A house is in Klang. I go to Damansara to work uh, Mon Kiara. Why didn't you just tell me? But for her, it's like she don't want to trouble me. She feel like I'm too busy. Yep. And really, like, all this thing really hit me when even when I try hiring people, people go in and out a lot nowadays. Especially with fast, like, I mean, with fashion. It's a very fast-paced for sure. industry. It's really crazy. And with that, it's like, I think I really ask myself, like, I'm never really present with my parents and I keep saying that I love them. Um, I work so hard because I really enjoy what I do, but also what motivates me is to bring, to give back to my dad. But my dad doesn't even want it. Like, Mm. all he asks is for my time. So, yeah, that's why I feel like, you know what, it's time to just take a break and restructure things. Yeah. I think that hit hard, right? Like, he doesn't want what you tr- you are trying to give him. All he wants is you. Yeah. Your time. Like, proper time. Yeah. And was it hard to have that conversation with them? Or did you ever have that conversation with them? Like, 
Um, I didn't. I didn't really have that conversation. But it's just like something you just know. Um, I talked to them only after I spoke to Kimi. I saw Kimi came here, so mm. yeah. Kimi Coco Dry. Yeah. Okay. So like um, yeah, like it was very hard lah, cause. I know, like, my parents, they will always, like, want to, like, they're always very protective. They want the best for you. They just want you to be happy. Yeah, so, like, um, telling them that means I have to be vulnerable, which is yeah, a bit awkward. So I get that. <laughs> I think until today, no matter what, how, what, what the struggle I have with my mom, mm. I still can't bring myself to have that talk with my mom. It's hard. Uh, I think it's a very common struggle amongst I don't know about non-Asian kids lah, but like Asian kids it's hard to be confrontational with your parents was your like confrontational more like towards you being upset about something she do or yeah like- try not upset like hey kind of like similar situation to you like like I know you love me and I know you want me to be there but sometimes you know like conversations like that even to say I love you it's hard for me okay Really? Yeah, I don't think you can say I love you. I'll say I love you to my dad so many times. (laughs) Back then, he'll just reply, okay. (laughs) Like, what? Or he'll ask me, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Daddy's girl, I love it. Yeah, Um, yeah, I think I can hear your your struggle as a entrepreneur running your own brand and doing it all by yourself. Was it a choice? I mean, did you try to seek for, look for a partner to do this with you? Yeah, throughout the years, I kept um, an eye open for mm. a partner. Um, but I never really... I mean, I found like two, I would say two, that I felt like had potential. But when we, when we go in that, um, didn't work out. Yeah. What didn't work out? Um, I think most of the time, they don't see. Yeah. And others, um, the other one was like, um, this one I didn't really look at partner partnership but more like profit sharing partners yeah. um, she also tried and I really felt like she's she's so good until today I'll still say she's so good um, but she felt like this industry is not might not be a thing for her um, she prefer corporate right yeah. yeah it's not easy yeah so it's like um, personal preference so it didn't work out so are you still looking then yes <laughs> I'm actually speaking to someone that I think could be, yeah. I'm speaking to a couple, but I feel like this one might be a really good one. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm also very excited. The new era of fondest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But this question, I feel like a lot of people might wonder because for someone like you who has such a big following on Instagram, you know, they might say, "Ah, oh, yeah, she has such a big following. What? How hard can it be to start a brand? Everybody's gonna buy. She just needs to post about it." What do you have no, to say about no, that? No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> I do think we have upper hand in whatever we do. We do have something we can leverage on. Yes. But Wow, it's not like that. A trigger, <laughs> a trigger. Yeah, because we get we do get that. I think back then, now not so. Yeah, yeah. Um it doesn't work like that. I think people sometimes think that when you post something means your like your audience is straight going. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. It's kind of first awareness first. It's just like creating awareness. And then um, it takes some time for the audience to see that, hey, I think this product is like really good. Because it takes some time, like example skincare, it takes some time to show that it, it's really good. It really works on us. And then, then they decide to try it out. For skincare, it's sensitive topic also because... Um, Everybody's skin is different. Yeah, everyone's skin is different. Even for clothes, everyone's idea of the quality and price point, yeah. it's different. Really? And cutting is different. Oh, What do you think of our cutting? You can I, give very honest opinion. Okay, I think your cutting is my size. My size? Because I'm quite big. Because a lot of the local brand, right? Their cutting is too small. Yeah. But I feel like yours is not small. I feel like it's very, like you said, it's... It runs body friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It runs slightly larger, which I love. Cause I think for me as a tall girl, I'm I'm always UK ten. I'm never size zero. So a lot of the times, like a lot of like all these local brands who is like a bit more dainty, let's say a dress that I'm looking for, my God, mm. their ass feels like XXS. And I cannot fit there. You know, I have to always go for L. 
but feels like an M or sometimes an S because of the cutting. But I think with Fondas, I have to say your cutting is very body friendly, at least for me. But I don't know about the petite girls. Again, it's very hard. How can you please everyone? Because bodies are also different. Yeah. So that's the thing with clothes also. Everyone's body is different. Um, There's actually about, I think, seven different types of body. Um, A women's body, there's actually seven types. So the one that I'm targeting, it's more towards pear shape. Um, pair hourglass I would say still okay um, yeah those are the tools that I try to target which is people with bigger bigger, bigger bottom that's me yeah have big bottom yeah and the thing is like in I think in Asia that's why I struggle with most um, trying to find a brand that like that caters to that people mm. with bigger bigger bottom heavier bottoms mm. and you cannot use like um you have to use premium fabrics uh, to do this kind of cut because or else it wouldn't weight the yes. dress down to fit those people that have a straight body type. Yes, yes. Or like a, what is that called? Triangle? Yeah, triangle, triangle body. I have to say though, I'm not saying this because you're here on the show, you're the founder, but I would have to say that Fondas really has one of the top tier material for your clothes. One of the better quality ones, and I'm so sure a lot of you guys who are listening who have a piece of fondness in your wardrobe, you can attest to that. Yeah, I think it's not something I can just talk and lie about because oh you have God, to- Oh my God, that's so sweet. No, I'm, I'm serious. I should sponsor this podcast one. No, <laughs> this is brought to you by Fondas. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It, I mean, of course, I'm not a very girly girl. So some of the dresses just not my style. But mm. if I do look for a dress and I want a good quality one, I tr- can trust your brand. And I think mm. that's something that you've, done very well you've 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 made the brand credible in a sense where no matter what you're giving your best and it tells and it can show it shows yeah it my really dad does. also told me like um because like on the first weekend we it was like really scary i feel so bad for those people that come like first especially on your first day the the pop-up yeah oh what happened oh, one thing i realized is everyone would come on saturday not sunday <laughs> Like even the first week, second week, third week, Saturday is always crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you learn? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I learned that people want to rest on Sunday. <laughs> That's <laughs> Because I asked a few of them, all of them said the same thing. Yes. Yeah, so like um, on Saturday was really crazy. And I told my dad how, because we, we screwed up bad and like how people would just wait for the fitting room for like two hours to three hours. Oh, wow. And it was, you know, it's not cold there. It's like yeah, it's quite really warm. warm. The location is and warm. humid. I mean, it's um, outdoor lah. Yeah, outdoor. and yet they will wait for that fitting room. Yeah. Yeah. So like my dad told me I should really find out why. And the second week I got caught up again. I didn't really ask. The third week I actually asked, and they told me it was because of the design and the cutting. The quality. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. It's yeah. good to know that people really do appreciate the effort and time we put in to construct them. A hundred percent. I feel like audiences today are way smarter. Mm-hmm. They, they are smart buyers. They need to know if the money they put in is worth the value. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you priced it also really, really well. It's like that sweet spot. Really? Yeah. Some, some like- outfits, honestly, can be really overpriced. Like mm-hmm. you see the price, you'll be like, huh? This price for this top or mm-hmm. this bottom? You know? Like, and yeah. then some, if it's too low, you don't know the material good or not. Yeah, right? that's true, that's true. I'll get that, yeah. You, even us as buyers, as, yeah. as purchasers, right? But like, I feel, I do genuinely think that you did a great job with the price point as well. I think it's a sweet spot that I don't feel, it's not very cheap, but I know if I buy this, it's worth it because it's good stuff. Do yeah. that make sense? I mean, yeah. this is from a, 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 a purchaser point of view. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why fine. people queue for it. But then it's a very um, niche market. In your your designs, you mean? Um, no, my price point. Right. And I think design wise, both, because in Malaysia, like seventy percent is um about seventy percent, um is Malay market. Yes. And most Malay, like the mass one, wouldn't wear. Right, the corsets and stuff. Yeah, and then when it comes to Chinese, I think it's about twenty ish. Mm-hmm. Not wrong on nine, like eighteen ish, um percent. And then you have to look also into how many, um people can actually purchase at this price point and how frequent can they purchase at this price point. So all these things I really took into factor and then that's when I realized like, hmm, to sustain this brand, I really need to go overseas yeah, if I want to maintain my designs. So, Which is why you went to Singapore as well. Yeah, I went to Singapore. How's the reception over there? 
for the oh, brand. Oh, you'll be surprised though. Malaysian customers are easier. I mean, Singapore's are really sweet <laughs> also. Just I saying. Know, I don't get like anything. I mean, Singaporeans are like really nice also. La. Like they really came and they were really understanding because we were short of hand also. Yes. It was a mess. One of them even offered like, I can help you. Oh. Like if today I got nothing to do, I would have helped you. Like would have worked. I don't mind. If you need help tomorrow, let oh. me know. I'm like, no, it's okay. But you it's mean so the Malaysian customer? Uh, no, Singaporean. Singapore. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're so sweet. Like um, they're really nice and they really don't mind waiting on uh, okay. queuing. It's like, I always heard this thing where Singaporean love to queue. <laughs> wow, they really love to queue and they are so patient and so nice yeah. compared to Malaysia. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, Malaysians don't like to queue. Yeah, See, Malaysians we never don't queue like queue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, um, I think it's in, in Singapore, it's even harder. Maybe because my brand is quite new. Yeah. So most of them queue, mm-hmm. but they... Some of them don't check out. Yeah. Actually, like, I would say like about 50, 50 or 30-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't check out. Um, they will try, but they won't check out. Because um, in Singapore, it's also very competitive. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of other clothing brands there. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. But I think Malaysia is easier to convince us. Like, hey, we local brand, ma. Yeah, yeah. They support <laughs> you. Supp- supporting your own people, like, it feels yeah. that, that that way, right? I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY. Another thing that you mentioned, I think I love what you shared about the things you've learned along the way. Um, But you also mentioned that being an entrepreneur is such a lonely journey. Do you still feel that way? Yes. Even until today? Yeah? Why? Don't you? Um, yes and no. I feel like it can be lonely, but I'm the kind of person who will reach out. I guess difference mm. in personality also. Uh, and I, I'm very, very... I rely on my team a lot. In a sense where I want to make sure that they're happy so that they can drive us further. So I don't feel lonely because I feel like we're in it together. But of course, there are a lot of other decision-making that only I can make and only I can do. So in that sense, can be lonely. But I do have my own support system, like my friends, um, my loved ones who can be that voice for me when I need it. So I wouldn't say it's that lonely anymore now. I think in the beginning when I was younger, sure. I don't know about you. How is that like for you? I think it's still lonely, maybe because um, for me, it's like I need to build a product from scratch. And I know product, it's the one that I love most. It's the part that I don't want to like ever. Um, I think that's the one that actually, like when I was designing this mm-hmm. and doing the sampling work, because sampling takes like three to five rounds to get the cutting right. And then when we when I was doing it, I was like, Shit, I don't think I can let this go. Like... Yeah, it's really hard and loving that part so much and need to like do a lot of other things. And in between, you get a lot of struggles and sometimes betrayal. That's when you feel like, wow, like, and you know, they, they, they have this saying, um, employees are never like, what, how's that word? It's like, there's, there's this WhatsApp group that your boss is always out of it. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So I think the, the employees that, are not your best friends. Yeah. Right, they are still there for the job, not yeah. to be your friend, actually. Yeah. yeah. And right. sometimes they are secretly like not so happy oh. with you. So do you feel that way when you were leading the team? Um, I think that's the one that I'm always worried about. Right. Yeah. So like um with that, because I do have quite a high turnover. Mm-hmm. And I realized like at first was because I always hire fresh grad. And I, I would say also I wasn't a good um leader at all. Why? Um I didn't really understand to hire like um how to structure it properly. Mm. So that one person might tank up a lot of things. Yeah. And it's too much for them. Yeah. Like even though I could do it, but my speed is different compared to everyone else's speed. And I think it wasn't really fair for them. Um I think I only started, I would say a healthy balance was maybe around like 
end of 2021. Mm. Yeah, around that. Or is it early 2021? I lost 2021? years. It's okay. It's 2023, right? Yeah, it's 2023, babe. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, okay, lost sorry. track of time, right? Yeah, I think early yeah. 2021. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a healthy balance. So yeah, I felt like that yeah. time, the higher everything was like more healthy. Yeah. Sorry, end of 2021. Right. I mean, regardless of the year, managing mm. a team, managing people is not easy, lah, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had my, my, I have my own team for my stuff as well. And sometimes one of the things that I realize is to be a good leader is very hard. Um, it's really one of the hardest things that I had to learn in the past few years, right? It's very confronting. Yeah. It confronts your own, your a lot of things that you are you've always tried to avoid. I feel. Yes, like so. My um toughest part was how because I'm a people pleaser. I feel like yeah, me too. Which I yeah, which <laughs> something can be very unhealthy. Hard. You know, sometimes it's good. I love pleasing people. <laughs> yes, okay? me like, too. Like even like now, I have a PT. I want to please them, so I'm like, okay, I need to have progress. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. But then like sometimes it's so unhealthy. Like example, you get a call like saying they want to work from home. Um, then you're like, I understand also. Like okay, lor. Then you know the one time you say okay, then it comes the uh, other they 10 times. They start calling, calling until the point they won't even call that morning itself and say they want to work from home. Hati, right? Yeah, it becomes a pattern, and it's very difficult when you strictly tell someone no mm. and why, mm-hmm. and you hope that they understand, mm-hmm. but um, they might not. They yeah. will feel like, why can't you understand me? I've given you so much, um, so it's very hard. Like, how do you say no, and? You know, even though like that's the part I struggle a lot with. Yeah, I think it's a it's Not a complex. common struggle for people pleasers. Uh, I think I was quite an extreme people pleaser, but now I'm like recovering a much better already. I still enjoy pleasing. I feel like I like it when people feel happy. I like it when I can make them feel good. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I can fulfill some part of them, but it can be quite crippling in a sense where sometimes I lose a sense of myself. So I make sure that when I do it, it's not, it doesn't come with losing part of me as well. Yeah. So like, I think to answer your question, how do I say no, right? I don't know if you asked me that question, but I'm going to just address that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to learn to draw boundaries. I need to learn, drawing boundaries to me isn't just drawing a line in the sand, but allowing who can access me. You cannot simply, simply ask me this kind of question you know you cannot ask this kind of question and you don't ask. Like work from home after 10 times, come on. You know it's too much already why you still want to ask. So for me, it's eventually make them realize that they cannot just ask already. Keep stepping over the line lah. Yeah. My God, you just like, yeah. Right? Like the first time, sure, I'm being nice. Um, and I understand sometimes you need that. But like if it keep happening like 10,000 times, okay, 10 times, I think that's a bit much. You should have the awareness yourself that that is not right already, right? Yeah. You know, I think it goes both ways. The other, perhaps the person know that you're too nice and you're very nice. They just keep stepping all over you. Yeah. And sometimes like, you know, like this is their job scope. They will keep asking you. And then like first few times, like, okay, like you don't understand. It's fine. I'll do, I'll do and I'll show you and I'll show you. Eventually, it comes a habit. Yeah. Months later, it's still the same yeah. thing on something so simple and black and white. Yeah. Then you just started wondering, like, is it cause like I'll just do it? And then you just because yes, sometimes we enable it. Sometimes we like, ah, yeah, never mind. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. The ten times is you showing them and not them actually doing it. Yeah, and then when they do it, they'll still like simply do it and then give it to you. Correct. Correct. Then just like get confused. Like I think. Yeah. Like, even with the current person I'm talking to, I told, like, that person, he or her, um, to go through, to, to handle HR. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like what really drains me out was I kept trying to fix my weakness because I know I'm very weak at um, HR. Mm. It's really bad. And I keep trying to improve in that, but it also really drains me out when I can... My, I feel like my strength is a lot more on product and creative side or like marketing. It's really not on this and I shouldn't keep die-die trying to like fix this part. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, just just want to add on to what you said. Uh, one thing I learned in my journey as well, 
I mean, we're not doing million dollar business, but we are still <laughs> leading team, right? But I feel like at some point I realize I need to identify what I'm really good at and what I'm really so shit at. Like you said, HR, for me it's finance, accounting. Oh my God, don't even ask me what claim, what I don't know how much on. <laughs> That's why I think it's important to hire people that are better than you. Mm. You know, hire people that are better than you in things that you're not good at. Then you can focus on things that you're actually good at and be even better at and have someone who's maybe good at what they're good at to fill in the blanks for you. Instead of trying to split yourself to be good at everything and in the end, you just absolutely can't excel in any any department as well. I'm going to ask you what I asked myself last time. What? So I'll say like, <laughs> am I being lazy? Am I like avoiding like what to I'm bad people? at? No, I'll, I'll tell myself like maybe I'm avoiding what I'm bad at. Like I don't want right. to fix what I'm bad at. So like this kind of right, thing keep going in my head. I'm just like, okay, I keep trying to fix it and trying to fix yeah. it. Um, I had that too. I'm like, okay, I need to maybe learn, go accounting um, seminar and whatnot to be better at. But like, then I spend so much time in this, then I neglect the other part, which, which I'm supposed to do. Then, you know, yeah. you can't have it all. You can't have it all. I don't think it's lazy. I no longer think that I'm lazy if I'm not good at something. If I have the time to invest in that, sure. But if it's going to be time sensitive when it comes to something like a business, my, com- my team still has to run whether or not I'm good at something. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's not going to wait until you're good at something and then it's, you'll wait, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that hit me earlier. Yeah, but you know, we learn. That's why it's called growing, right? Like, we grow and we learn along the way and the Josephine five years ago and the Josephine today is so different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's really part of growing and I, I'm so proud of you. I don't yeah. think you... I'm quite proud of myself also. Yeah, finally, we like, have to. That thought. Yeah, I we will constantly to. be like, am I lazy? Am I lazy? No, no, not at all. And I'm so sure if you speak to any of your other um, fellow entrepreneur friends, they would have the same kind of struggle. I think even until today, I'm still learning how to manage a team. Hiring people, something I recently had to learn. It's not easy too. Yeah, hiring is hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. But I know some people are good at it. To hire, yeah. yeah. Some people have just have the the eye and the brain for it. Yeah. Uh, but I it's had to learn. I had to, and not just hiring. You know, letting people go also is a skill. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I break down also. <laughs> you break down along with them, right? I feel I like I break down in front of them. <laughs> like oh my god, it's yeah. so awkward. No, because I think for your personality, you're so soft spoken, and like to do something so difficult, it breaks you too. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yes. It's not easy. I cried also the first person I had to let go. I mean, I didn't cry in front of the person. Actually, I did cry to, together towards the end. It's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, But yeah, it's not an easy thing. And it takes so much courage and so much strength to do things like that. Which is why some people just are okay with being an employee. Mm-hmm. Like just working for a company, working for a team and being part of that. Because once you have your own brand, you would know your own business. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. And I can understand why some people just enjoy doing that because all these unne- unnecessary stress just ages you by 10 years, you know? Yeah, it does. It, it did. <laughs> <laughs> My weight keep dropping like 3 kg suddenly yeah. then go back up like yeah. 4 kg yeah, and then I, drop again. I remember you talked about your weight fluctuation because of all these stress as well. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Plus I have like this um autoimmune thingy oh. disorder. So like my skin, my... I would even swell up. So sometimes, like, I remember I went to, like, um, I did this last time. I did, like, a, I think it was my Bali trip. There was this one day I woke up very, like, like swollen. When you say swell up, it's like your body swells up? Or, uh, like, parts of your body just has rashes and swells up? Uh, no, like, my face, especially, and my hands would oh. really, like, swell up. Like, oh, wow. Like, water retention kind of yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really bad. Like, or maybe look like, again, like, 5 kg suddenly, oh my, my face, or like 3 kg, just look very bloated. Bloated. Yeah. yeah, I'll get that. And then someone commented like, something about plastic surgery, I'm just like, it's just my autoimmune. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, it's like, my autoimmune there. Oh, it's no. not plastic surgery, I can't do plastic surgery overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, sometimes people just need to be kinder, even on the internet. Like, it really doesn't help. I think for someone who's, like me, a little bit more strong-minded. Not strong-minded, I'm just a bit like, like the fight one, you know? You don't talk, talk like this about me, you know? I will fight back one. 
But like, not everyone's like me, you know? Like, you sometimes, like, you're more an observer. No, sometimes I get that. Also. You get that? Yeah, sometimes I get that vibe. Yeah, like, hey, what you say there about me? What the hell? Say one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I realize sometimes people on the internet are just not so kind. Mm. Uh, I think it's easier to hide behind the keyboards and the screen. Yeah. To say things that they probably don't mean, but for f- it's just fun for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. Fun to just <laughs> trigger people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Well, I think it's been quite a journey. So Fonda's final, a uh, farewell Fonda's collection uh, is the final one. So when can we expect you guys to come back? Okay. You don't have to give and an exact time. Like special like... A special <laughs> hint hint, okay? Mm, okay, I'm not so special, I guess. Like, it's, I mean, it's not so, not, not a hint already. Okay. It's kind of like... There. There. I'm looking at Chinese here, but it's just... Chinese? Maybe, yeah, Chinese New Year. Oh, okay. So if I'm looking at Chinese New Year, I need to start planning next month. <laughs> so where's your break? You're not actually taking a break. Yeah, I kind of realised like, I can't take a break. <laughs> I feel like, Ray, I feel even more like, oh my god, what am I doing? Yeah. And I'm 28, I need to like quickly Wait, do so something. young. No, but I think like, if I plan now, like, and it's just for Chinese New Year, not consistently. Right. It's not, it's just one big stress during that three months, four months. Yeah of that thing when it's ongoing, when it starts selling, because there's a lot of customer service yeah. issues. Um, so all those stress will be just that three months. Um, like meanwhile, now I have like six months to plan out. It's not that stressful. It's okay. very chill. So I think it's yeah. about really managing and scheduling your time better to yeah. pace yourself. Yeah. So Chinese year, we might be like, not we like, you just be me already. Who knows? You're, you're up, you're, the person you'll be talking to could join you on board and... yeah. Who knows Maybe. a new era of Fondas? Yeah. Your so, eyes is light. Lit I think already. if she, like, she or he does join me, it will be towards end of next year. La. Okay. Yeah, I still think there's a lot of um, structure yeah. to plan out. Okay. So now that, to those yeah. of you who are listening, you've got a snippet of when Fondas will be back. That's some good or news. A little mini collection. Only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, like the yeah. really official one will be much later on. Yeah. No, I mean, as long as you guys are not leaving, I think that's good news already. <laughs> <laughs> So, what's next for you? Um, Is there anything that you are working on apart from Fondest? I think my parents told me to like explore more and like try different things first. Yeah, because um, before I even say that I want to quit, my parents told me <laughs> to like stop because they can see how unhealthy it is. And What's unhealthy? My lifestyle. Right. Like, um, it can get very unhealthy. But I think it's only unhealthy because when I focus on something too much, I forget, like, to eat, to, like, mm. use the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. It's, like, really bad. But um, it's not, overall, it's okay when. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I think what's next would be just explore, like, travel, mm. like, get inspiration again. Because I haven't felt, like, inspired for a very long time. I, I want to ask though, do you plan to resume your your role, your job as a content creator? Mm. Or you're happy where you are now? I am happy where I am, but I think with given free time, I also like to like... Open yourself up again. Yeah, open myself up, but only to, again, really brands that I'm already... Have yeah, good relationship, good relationship with. with okay. Or a brand that... I've been using like since forever yeah. or my mom has been using yeah. me and my mom. All right. And then it's okay. Well, okay. And we are coming to the end of this episode and in every episode, we ask our guests this question, okay? So, Josephine, what are Jen- you currently <laughs> head over heels for? Oh my goodness. Um, head over heels for... Can be anything. Baby. Babies? Like... <laughs> That's the first thing that popped up. Like, I guess because currently I really miss my my friend's baby. Oh, yeah, Alexander, so cute. Aww. Yeah, and you, you actually have a fondest mini collection too. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to name it of um after him, but then like, yeah, there's a lot of complication with other names. I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> no name then. This one will just be baby boy. Sure. <laughs> okay, so she's currently head over heels for babies, and the same question. 
not uh, she's not pregnant don't worry guys yeah, i don't want i don't want baby also uh. i'm still very young yeah she's not <laughs> planning to have a kid so don't worry she just wants someone else's baby so we can yeah. return you to know play. yeah then can return. Return. Can return i have the fine part and then like okay yeah now. the difficult part the poo poo part okay go give back to the parents that's yeah. the best part return policy very important yeah um okay second question what's the best or worst advice you've ever received in your journey as an entrepreneur or worst advice don't do it oh <laughs> <laughs> who told you that a lot of people don't do what though? To start from this? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So one person actually said it a lot to me back then. But out of concern. For uh, sure. Yeah. And care. But yeah, that was one of the worst advice ever. Yeah. Because you have no regrets starting from this. No. no Guys, I don't know. Like, I mean, to those of you who are listening on Spotify, right? You can really tell how her, how Josephine's eyes just lit up and she just becomes a happier, bubblier person whenever she talks about fashion and fondness. But when we talk about content creators, she's just a bit like down a bit. And you can, I can feel the energy and it tells. So don't ever Maybe stop. Maybe I should watch back this episode. Yeah, you can watch yourself. But if I feel you can, like you'll cringe. Then you cringe again. <laughs> so it's okay. I mean, it's up to you. We, we'll have snippets so you'll be able to watch that. Okay. okay. Um, any best advice though? That your, maybe mm. your dad gave you. Best advice. I think not really. Like I don't know where I like saw this. Maybe YouTube mm-hmm. on like advice. Sometimes I watch random stuff about life advice and yeah. stuff. And then got this one said about focusing on the system, perfecting the system instead of the end goal. It's something like um, going to gym. It's all about just showing up. Don't yeah. think about it first. Don't think about how you your weight loss yeah, and everything. Just go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. Just show up and then try to give you 100%. If you can't get 100% that day, it's okay. Just show up first. That kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not always about the destination, but what you've learned along the way in your journey is more important. Yes. Okay. So when I was, like, I think doing fondness, I was trying to perfect things so much and it makes me feel not fulfilled. So when I started letting go that and um, focus on more on cleaning up my system, yeah, I felt a bit more like, okay, I see a progress, yeah, improvement in um, whatever I was doing. Like if it's product, then really focusing, okay, this measurement, we should really write it down. Um, have a really like all this system, like a proper, they call it like a tech pack. I think like a, like you draw out and then like, oh, okay, this distance is this, we write it down. So next time when we do this, we know that this shit was this. Yeah. So like we need to, if you want to change, I don't know how to explain, including construction is very complicated. It yeah, sounds complicated. complicated. Yeah. So when you do it, it'll be a lot smoother and you can understand better and refer right. back a lot. Yeah. I mean, speaking, kind of system. Of, speaking of clothing construction, I think her corset is one of the most beautiful, well-built corset I've ever seen. Like locally Thank made, like, very good. Like. Good job, yeah, babe. This, Seriously. This, Sorry, this one is not locally made. Oh, really? This one is um China. Right, but yeah. like most of, I mean, locally. This is local locally. Brand, local brand, yeah. right? Like um, from a local brand, really one of the best corsets because I've purchased many corsets mm-hmm. from wherever, I like, made in wherever, doesn't matter. But the brand, they will sell it so well. Pictures look so good, by the way. I wear quality. it, oh, it doesn't fit. The quality is just not there. Because yeah. corset is so important. It has to lift you, but at the same time, kind of like... Really snug your body really nicely without making you feel suffocated. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the most important because back in the days, whenever you think of corset, right? Just do not breathe. <gasps> Suck it in. But like, yeah. no, no, no. I think you guys did very well with the corsets. Thank Is it sold you. out yet? Um, I think it's almost yeah. gone. So if you guys still yeah. want to buy it, go check it out. There's certain certain size, we still have it. Yeah. I, I meant size M. Your S. S? She keeps saying the yellow S. one is S, S right? Yeah, I went back to try yeah. it. Fits. I think it fits. your your is like local brands cutting smaller. Correct, correct. <laughs> so actually her, her her cutting is really like like good. Like, yeah, I love to, it. So it's more US yeah. kind of cuts. Yeah, European size, yeah. right? Okay, one last one. Um, three words or sentences to describe your life right now. Open. Open. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Honest. Nervous. <laughs> nervous? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's... Every time there's excitement, I'll feel nervous also at the same time. I, I, I think 
that's very fair given whatever that you've been through and going through. And I'm excited for you to take that short break in between before mm, you start you. working on what's next for you again. And I also have to say though, after knowing Josephine, like from the first day I met you till today, this Josephine that's sitting here in front of me, I can definitely feel the growth and the difference in the best way possible. Aww. So yeah, very proud of you. Like don't undermine you yourself because I feel like you've done so well despite the struggles and difficulties and whatever that you say that you feel like you're not good enough. I think you're so good and you just have to give yourself credit for that. Thank you so much. I'm sure Arwin will say we'll the see. same thing. He shout at me. <laughs> he used to shout at me a lot yeah. when I'm like negative talk. Yeah, you, you, yeah. he and I mean you, Arvin and you has a, have a really sweet friendship. Like, I think that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, I think that's it. Um, um, actually, there's something I need to brought, like, oh, yes, bring up. Oh yes, please. I wanted to bring up earlier. So I also want to clarify that the only reason I'm doing this is first of all, Maggie makes me feel comfortable oh. talking to Maggie. And another thing was, I just want to like say it so that everyone get to understand because a lot of people kept asking me and I felt like, you know, if come if I come to this podcast and just say everything late all out, yeah. then everyone get to understand at the same time. Because um, some people also do like friends, yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah. They, they they think that it was a marketing thing. Like yeah. this whole farewell gimmick. was, oh yeah, like a marketing gimmick. I'll just come back. It's not, it's, yeah. So I just really want to put it out there because I don't want people to think that I come on this podcast wanting more attention on oh, from no, this. Oh no, not at all. Not at yeah, all. so not I think, Right. Okay. Um, but no, but actually my next question was actually, my final question was, is there anything you want to share that you didn't get to, but you've, oh, you just did? Yeah, this one. Yeah. <laughs> but did I cover and everything though that you want to share about this whole um, um, episode with Fondas? Is there anything else you feel like it will help your audience or your fans or fo followers of Fondas to have a better context of what they can expect? Stay on is not the end but you do need a bit of time to recalibrate because it's been really overwhelming for, for you and the brand. That's what yeah. I gathered. Oh, I think it will be nice if they could turn on the notification on Instagram feed because mm. um, we will go quiet for a very long time and Instagram, you know, Instagram, yes. they won't favour our algorithm anymore. So even though you are following us, but you won't see when we do come back, when we do post a picture and say we're coming back, you won't see us anymore because Instagram algorithm will just like, yeah, the side. moment your your uh, your account is inactive, mm. you'll be in the sideline, lah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you guys keep a lookout for it. It's not. It's not actually. It's a farewell for now. Yeah. But not forever. Okay. Yes. Fondas will be back. Josephine will be back. <laughs> and if you guys want to follow her journey, um, follow her on Instagram. It's JY Josephine. Is it yeah. still the same Instagram handle? Yes. yes JY <laughs> Josephine. And uh, with that. Uh, I always say don't forget to fall head over heels for yourself as and always and I'll see you guys next time. Bye! I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY.